Are you troubled by strange noises in the middle of the night? Welcome to the Slush Podcast. The only place on the internet where we cover Ghostbusters to baby diapers. And everything in between. So do we call it the apocalypse episode or the end of the world episode? What is everybody's vote? I mean, they're both kind of the same thing. I know, but they kind of, you know... I feel like apocalypse is my vote and i think you should do apocalypse part one because you want to do more of these i do want to do more of these um, so building the apocalypse uh, redo second part apocalypse or building a bunker all together <laughs> we're just gonna go with apocalypse okay so yeah yeah this is it episode 14 we made it uh this is the apocalypse episode and this is the most guests we've ever had uh, it should be pretty funny We've got Sully, Adventure Man. We've got John hey. Underhill, president of the Maritime Ghostbusters. No big deal. Uh, <laughs> we got Jack and Corinne, who need no introduction other than the Cora's sister and sister's boyfriend, who are in the military. Uh, and Jack is from England. Yes. He's visiting for the uh, year I in Canada. A bit more than that. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Cody Hat. Who basically does every department on a movie set right now has a ticket in unlimited. If I can miss anything here, it's lighting and grip, stunts, pyrotechnics. Uh, what are the ones? Diving. Uh, yeah, diving and marine. Jesus, it's crazy. Aren't you like in an acting thing too now? That's a stunt thing. Stunts under actor. So. Oh, I oh. see. Jeez. Yeah. That's crazy. So he does everything on set. He's worked on tons of cool shit. I can't say what he's currently working on, but he has worked on Star Trek most recently, um, and we'll probably get into other stuff he's worked on. And then it's just me, Matt, and Cora. We're rocking out here. We got the <laughs> we got the abyss behind us. It's kind of like not the apocalypse, but the aliens probably could have taken us out at the end of the movie. So, just saying, just saying. Um, I still have a poster for you, Matt. You what? I still have a poster from that movie for you. Really? Yeah, I, I'm really sad that I missed that. Uh, I haven't seen a movie since That's Barbie, it. since Bennett was born. Yeah. <laughs> so the first thing I wanted to just get into really quickly, just round of questions. What is everybody's favorite end of the world movie? Um, I'm going to start with Cody because he's pretty new. And then we'll go to Corinne and Jack and then John and Sally and us. Okay, Cody, what do you got? Oh. Oh god, wow. I should have been more wow. prepared. No, no, it's cool. Uh dude, like I know like we've talked a bunch about like zombie stuff, but like the twenty eight days later is like one of the solid like that is I guess it's not really end of the world, end of England at the time, but like that movie is so sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Jack's like unfazed. Well, yeah, I saw it, it delves into the end of the world uh, in twenty eight weeks later, but uh that feels a bit like the bastard child of it. Twenty eight mm. week, uh, twenty eight days later would have would have been fine on its own, and it was the the sequel that kind of didn't need a sequel. I don't think it was good, and it added a lot. But I, I think agree. I wanted a sequel really bad, but then when I watched it, I regretted that I wanted a sequel. Well, the best part of the movie I thought was the opening, where all the zombies or like the infected are, yeah. yeah. and that one part of the movie, just the one part, was directed by the original director Danny Boyle. Yeah. Then a completely different director to the rest of the movie, but. I know that he's apparently coming back to do the third one 28 years later. It was on the news the other day. Unless I'm crazy. Have you guys read that as well? I saw they're doing another one, but I didn't see the director. 
Yeah, it's Danny Boyle again. And Alex, I think Garland, Garn, he's coming back to write it. Um, but yeah, shit, that was going to be my movie. It's okay, we can, <laughs> some of us can agree. I'm going to keep brainstorming here. Okay, that's fair. Uh, what do you got, Jack and Krim, what do you think? What's your favorite end of the world movie? Um, well, I like the TV show, the new The Last of Us. That, one. that was good. That and The Walking Dead. Love that. But I, I feel like you can get a, a bit more fleshed out. I don't know with about that. movies though. The, yeah. Um, That's From fair, was a good one. From, from not the end of the world, but like. <laughs> I it, still yeah. haven't seen it. Everybody it's, it's says it's good. It's, it's, it's kind of it's yeah. kind of like a, a dystopian kind of yes yeah, yeah absolutely. it's so yeah. good though in the last of us or in from yes good answer sully oh shit well, this is a bit more... have you guys played the video game though no because i haven't played the game. you have yeah so when i played this in like about eight years ago and funny enough the game itself is like it, it ages pretty well because you play it as like a movie. When I first played it, um, I, mean, I was starting it with my whole family was watching me. Then I was like, all right, I'm going to take a bathroom break. They're like, what are you talking about? So, sit the fuck down. <laughs> you got to keep going through the levels. And then eventually never said, like, hey, guys, I'm going to play Last of Us. And they're like, all right, I'm going to get my stuff, get my food, make popcorn. I'm like, oh, my God, pressure. <laughs> Cinematic you know, experience. Is it yeah, a zombie yeah, movie? What is The Last of Us? Well, I've never even so, seen it. It's so like the la- zombies, but they're controlled by like fungus? zombies. Zombies like that it's... aren't. Zombies. Oh right, I've heard. It's the so, fungus thing, right? Like the yeah. ants, right? So, <laughs> so, so, Last of Us takes the concept of like a zombie mutant virus with insects called cordyceps, and cordyceps infects like ants' brains and leads them back into the hive to infect more into fungi or spreading spores. And they pretty much took that uh, prospect and put it into Last of Us. And technically, in the aspect of Last of Us, it's kind of the end of the world because the more the more uh, uh, fermented areas get greenery and everything, more plants arise. It, it does seem more and more that there's no hope for humanity. It's just what they do with the last aspects of themselves. And the whole uh, story of Last of Us is Joel, the main character, meets a young girl, Ellie, who's immune to the spores. And everyone's trying to figure out how, why she's immune, how she's immune, and how they can use that to vaccines to better the world or whatever. Heck. For better or worse, depending on it. And that's pretty much the story of Pedro Pascal's second daddy life. <laughs> uh... Did you see the giraffe in that? Like, the, Did you hear about the yeah. giraffe in the... Yeah, yeah. A there's... real one? Like... Yeah, like they actually went to the Calgary Zoo and filmed them with a giraffe. But then when I watched it, I was like, "That is the fakest looking giraffe I've ever seen." I'm like, Weird. "I know it's real. It just it's like they changed like the texture of it or something." It was bizarre. It wasn't That's real enough. In that, the third season of Walking Dead. That 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 was pretty horrific. They did that too. They put animals in with CG'd them, or did they use real ones? Oh, it was so bad. They 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 were in some like carnival or something scavenging and. Rick has this. Oh, I know what you're moment. talking about. Oh yeah, my god! Oh my god! And it's just, oh, oh, I totally forgot. I don't about know if you thing. have like provision to pull it up or just so you're on the same page. I can do that. If I can edit it in. If you just look at the the deer, I don't know. It was like season three, season four of The Walking Dead. 
Fuck. I haven't seen Walking Dead yes. since season two. Ugh. The the ant thing, it's so funny because before The Last of Us came out, like, the fungus that, like, infects the ants, I learned about it in school, which is crazy because when I saw it, I was like, oh my god, but, like, basically, like, this, like, fungus, like, for the ants that he was talking about, literally, it, like, tricks their brain into, like, so, like, basically, these ants are, like, floor of the jungle ants, like, they hang out on the ground. But then, when they get infected with this fungus, they, like, go up, and they climb Weird. trees. What the fuck? And they go super, super high, so that the wind can, like, blow the spores in the direction of, like, their colony. That's it's fucked. Super fucked. You, you, yeah. should see what, you should see what it does to spiders. Since it doesn't... It, it, when, it does, when it does to spiders, right? Since it doesn't have the right uh, uh, chemical information against spiders. Instead, what it does to spiders, it actually extracts all of their bones outside of their body. It's a horrific scene if you see a dead spider caught with cordyceps. I don't know. Do spiders have bones? What are we talking about here? I wasn't going to jump on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's equi uh, equivalent to, like, their joints and stuff outside of their body. Oh, I see. <laughs> I think it's actually like that's the fungus growing from their joints. Oh, I see. I'll have to look this up later because I've never heard of this. I've heard of it. It's one of those weird YouTube things that'll always pop up at every 150 videos. They're like, "Did you know about the zombie ant?" And it's really. I also trippy. keep talking about it because like, this is what it is. It's so cool. I want to die like, like this. Toxoplasmosis. Toxoplasmosis. No. Parasite. Yeah, that's the one that pe like that's a parasite that people get from like cat Cats. crap. What? That's what happened to yeah, Darwin. Yeah. Oh. Our little kitten almost died from that. Oh no! And, Side like, note: when, when mice, oh god, when mice get it, they like it like takes away their fear factor, so like they become brazen around cats, and then cats eat them, and the cycle starts over again. Jesus, this is fucked up. <laughs> wow. These yeah, are the tangents. <sighs> It causes, like, pretty bad, like, fetal defects, too. So, like, when women, like, when Cora was pregnant, like, she wasn't supposed to, like, scoop cat litter. Because in the feces of, like, in cat feces are, like, the, they're called, like, ooze cysts. And basically they're, like, tissue cysts that have the reproductive, like, capabilities of the, um, toxoplasmosis parasite. Because the only animal that they can reproduce in are cats. But Weird. they can be carried from the tissues of pretty much any, like, over 400 different animal species. But they can only reproduce in cats. Corinne is also... You're getting a two-for-one now. You're getting a baby tox and a... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, two-in-one. How are we going to die with babies? <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. We, did, we did it too early. <laughs> Wait, okay. We are way off here. Yeah. We didn't even get to John yet. We haven't even gotten half... <laughs> this is why I have a short list of questions for everybody. <laughs> John, what's your favorite apocalypse movie? Or show? Uh, Ro uh, Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. What? You gotta explain. No, I'm joking. Okay. I'm joking. I was like, I'm joking. I, I was like, like what's going the, on here? We've seen the same movie. What is this? Um, no, uh, my favorite apocalypse movie is actually a real classic um, Doctor Strange Love. Uh, old Never Kubrick. seen that. Yeah. She's a classic. Oh, it's, oh that's a it, really old one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I stumbled onto it when I was really young, and it's just like, it's, it's a mix of dark comedy and end of the world, and I'm like, all about it. What's the synopsis? 
Um, a army general goes, or a air force general goes mad and uses a secret order to send the bombers to Russia. Um, and they can't recall them. So the Russians are trying to shoot down, and then it turns out that there's a secret that might, that's going to end. So it's basically atomic war, no matter what. Uh, scary. Yeah. We'll watch it later. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I know that movie is also um, the Metal Gear series takes some inspiration, like how like cold surveillance works in the in that universe. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I um for but for me with apocalypse movies, um, I'm more of the uh, the how how are humans gonna screw it all up kind of deal, and usually with atomic weapons. So hmm, interesting take. You're not wrong. I yeah. like where this is going. Uh, okay, okay, S- Sully. What are your what are your thoughts here on, on that? So so what I'm hearing is that you guys want humans or some kind of non crazy factor. Well, guess what? All the other things are piss watch this. 2012. I want the end of the planet just to completely <laughs> disabol itself and kill yes. everything. I don't want just humans to die. I want everything. <laughs> do, we, do we do we still have to end with an Adam Lambert song? Oh, yes. Man. John Cusack has to lead us, all right? <laughs> that was like John Cusack's last big movie, I feel like. I haven't seen much of him since then. That's a yeah, I know, right? I feel... Wait, I used to watch that movie on my right PS2. 2012. You ever seen that movie? No. You've never seen 2012? Can we just touch? Uh, There's just okay, like. So... Okay, yeah, so. I think you probably have, and you just don't know that you have. I think if you saw the cover of it, you'd know what movie. He's a limo about. driver, but he's it, misunderstood. Okay, so okay, so 2012 takes the aspect from the Mayan calendar in 2012 that the world is gonna end. We don't know how, we don't know why, but it's gonna start happening. And 2012, they try to explain it like the Tenoch plates are like convulsing in themselves, causing earthquake, causing tsunamis, causing every like known volcano to start go off. Yellowknife yeah. volcano goes off, and John Cusack and is just trying to get his family onto the well- only known things that are gonna be capable of saving humanity in these uh, boats in China. Now, Woody Harrelson, they, uh, he, they meet up with him, and they're trying to conv- like he's trying to convince them. This is how we get into channel for the China boats. We gotta get to China. What are we not doing here? And then. <laughs> And then they get on a plane and everything's blowing up. It's amazing, beautiful masterpiece of a movie. I recommend anybody to watch. Oh it. boy, oh boy. Well, there were kind of two at the same time because it was like it was 2012, and then there was it was a day after tomorrow. Yeah, they were the same director, weren't they? Yeah, I don't know if they were like I think day after tomorrow was also filmed in Toronto. Maybe. Oh really? Is that the like, one they, where they everything freezes? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's where the uh, yeah. what do they call it? The um, you know. The polar vortex. Yeah. Yeah. The wolves. Yeah, it's like Dennis Quaid and Joaquin Phoenix. Yes, it's right. Joaquin Phoenix, no. No, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. He's gonna. Yeah. He saves some people, as he does. You know, when when that movie came out, it was the middle of summer, and we, me and my friends, went to the theater and we were watching it, and like the air conditioning was just blasting on us the whole time, and I'm freezing. So I actually went out and asked them if they could like turn it off, and they're like, "It's not even on." <laughs> oh cool that's a oh, kind of yeah. a neat thing actually oh my god it's happening there's like supposedly like a like a thing from the the movie the perfect storm where they had to like tone down like the cgi for the ocean because it was supposedly making people seasick yeah that movie was pretty good i like that movie yeah that's cool yeah can george Clooney. how about you how about you cora and matt how do you, what's your favorite part cora you movies? go okay i have to talk about two Ooh, that's cheating I know. But, but we'll allow it. 
Okay, the first one isn't really the act of the world ending, but rather what happened after the world kind of ended, and that's Mad Max Fury Road. Right. I love love that that movie. Like, 10 out of 10, top three favorite movies. Um, They're still alive! Yeah. (laughs) They're supposed to be all dead. I mean, it's the apocalypse, though. Things are looking bad. I just think that movie's amazing to watch in the theater. I think it's very pretty. But it was amazing to see in theater. The movie that I was like, whoa, this is really scary and freaky, um, was Moonfall. I was like, if this ever happened, yes! I would literally die. Oh, oh, yes, someone else loves this movie. Yeah, I do. Oh, my God. God damn it. I thought it was extremely oh. scary. <laughs> what? Moonfall? Really? Are you shitting me? But hold, not, hold not on, for, like, on. you know, jump scare scary. Are, are you thinking of, like, are you thinking of Moonfall or are you thinking of Greenland? Moon, where the moon is coming towards the earth. And with ha- like, oh, with Hal Berry! Hal Berry's Halle Berry's in it, remember? No. Oh my God. You I don't remember? I, I just it. remember at some point gravity Lord, kind man. of gets really that's, messed yeah. up and I'm just like, oh my God, that's so scary. <laughs> I don't know about Moonfall. It's the Lincoln Park of disaster movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I knew Linkin Park was coming back to haunt us at some point here. Uh, I fr- yeah, I freaking love Moonfall, man. I, I kind of love it for the ro- opposite reasons that Cora does. I think it does kind of have a poor job of explaining why the moon will do this. And it's just, just <laughs> like, it kind of seems like an inevitable thing that was going to happen. And you're like, none of this makes any sense. And <laughs> this whole aspect of it all coming to ruin, it just made it such a really weird like bad movie I, I i love like it just became so good became bad and i just it, love the aspect of this world ending like this with- it was a bad can, can movie I, can... I will agree but i think just like thinking about those types of things happening it freaks me out the moon falling no like oh. the way that it, the earth reacts to the moon falling. okay the same director did day after tomorrow 2012 and moonfall fyi just double checked <laughs> that's funny but he that's also incredible. did Independence Day, and that movie, I know it's ridiculous, but it's f- kind of fucking awesome, you know? I don't know why. I just love it. Yeah. Um, yeah anyone else noticed that two movies come out the same month that Moon- like Moonfall came out on Netflix, and then Amazon put out Greenland, and Greenland is like, legit what could happen, and Moonfall... I just thought you were talking about the country. So did I. Is it a movie? I didn't know that. I've never even heard of it. I watched Greenland recently, actually, and, like, it it does kind of, like, it's like a more serious version of 2012. What the fuck? We'll have to look it up. Yeah. I'm into it. It's kind of like, remember when, when, like, COVID was kind of, like, like just unveiling, and people were like, this is, like, the movie Contagion. Like, this is, like, verbatim. Yeah. Like, I remember at the time, like, I, like, was dating this girl, and she was living here, and I, like... I literally went into a different room and closed the door to watch the movie just in case. <laughs> like, I didn't want to freak her out, you know. It was... No, it's yeah. true. Those are even outbreak with the fucking monkey. You remember Dustin Hoffman? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I do. Yeah. I do. Cuba Gooding, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah. But no, Contagion was way closer. That's a Gwyneth Paltrow yeah. one, right? Yeah, well, Matt Damon. Yeah, because all the posters are Gwyneth Paltrow, just like I remember, just her really freaked out. It made me scared to see the movie. I'm like, not Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, she is fucking crazy, though. Her goop thing. Yeah. Ooh. Hot, well, if, if hot we're bringing take. Up movies like that, though, I mean, what about what about the big one that came out in like 2021? 
What about Don't Look Up? I like that one. Oh, man. I have a great story with this one. I, I never watched the movie myself. So, uh, but I did have, I do know exactly everything that happens because my mom called me up as soon as she watched this movie saying how much she hated this movie. I was just so, like, I remember seeing it on Netflix one day and then, like, like not even like a week later, it's like my mom called me, like, Sully, do not watch this terrible movie. Oh my God. I was like, well, what's going on? And I was like, is that Leonardo DiCaprio? Like, yes, that's a horrible ending. Why does only the rich people live? I hate everything about this movie. Ah! They was, don't oh. even live, though. After the credits, they all die once they reach the alien planet. Is it's that great. the one no, where, um, um... These people are trying to tell everyone. Yeah, it's and... the comment that's coming. Spoilers. In, but no I, one I, I, should, I should have said spoilers. It's an older movie now. It's like three. <laughs> right? That's, that's what you can It's older. like saying the dinosaurs get out in Jurassic Park. Like, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know. And, and to be fair, um, the only real survivor in the movie was, uh, what's his name? Jonah uh, Hill, right? Jonah Hill, yeah. Yeah. He was so good in that movie. It was ridiculous. I thought it was a great movie. I think you should have your mom on, and we'll do a whole episode with her about "Don't Look Up." My mom is my she mom is. Made... <laughs> oh, She's shit. way too shy for things like this. So, uh, we'll get her. Maybe it's gonna happen. We'll We're trying to soon. convince Matt's mom to also join, but she's also shy. That would be hilarious. The yeah. mom episode. What were you saying, Corinne? Some about Star Wars. Um, it's not really an end of the world movie, but it's like an almost end of the world movie. But the Kingsman one was it the first? I don't know if it's the first one. Very end of the first but, one, yeah. But they tr- like the guy, like the evil guy or whatever, tries to like put chips in everyone's oh, head. Oh, them- right. Okay. Sam Sam Jackson, yeah. Yeah, Sam- like I, I feel that. like maybe not the concept of that. But, like, the elitism type of, like, these people are going to survive and we have, like, places and nobody knows about it until it happens. I feel like that could be possible. I could see that. Like, if something, like, goes down, like, where, like, there's going to be, like, a massive, like, weather thing and a bunch of people are going to die. Instead of, like, telling everybody and getting them all crazy freaked out, let's just get, like all the richest people in the world and have them in tiny, like, massive bunkers in, like, fucking the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> You're, it's probably, probably true. Elon Musk and his buddies will be up there having a time. That happens in 2012! <laughs> That's what I've been saying! Like, <laughs> like, there are, like, real estate agents that, like, buy up, like, old, like, nuclear warhead silos. Yes. And then, like, the whole thing is, is, like, they're retrofitting them to be, like, these luxury... Like fallout shelters, more or less. I've heard of that. I saw a Discovery Channel special on that. They're like these really deep silos. It's it would be amazing to have as a home, actually. I mean, it would be fucked up, but it would be cool. I do. Matt, it. you've been avoiding the question for far too long. What's your favorite apocalypse movie? Uh, honestly, I've always liked the uh, the original Dawn of the Dead because I like that at the end of the world, everybody's like, we have to go to the mall. Like that's the safest place. <laughs> and then once they get there. They love it because all their favorite stores are there and they think they're fine and they kind of forget about the end of the world outside. And then near the end of the movie, they're like, we're kind of in our own cage we've built. Like, we've fucked ourselves here with all the things we thought we need but don't really need. I like that whole social comment that George Romero kind of let you unfold as a viewer rather than, like, shove it down your throat. Um, That's my answer. But, I mean, I also like other stuff, too, 
What'd you say? Even the remake of that really slapped. Like, yeah, yeah. That's Sarah Pauly. Zack Snyder's best movie, I think, is the Dawn of the Dead remake. To be honest, in my opinion. Yeah. Sorry, Sally. I know you love Watchmen. I'm not quite on it. Just, just, <laughs> I just, I just don't like a lot of Zack Snyder's stuff in general. He has very few good movies. That's his own fault. Don't blame it. Like I think, I think it's him. Batman vs Superman sucked. All right. <laughs> yeah, Watchmen's actually a good one to bring up because that is like an end of the world movie, and that's like you know, like, like they're saving people from themselves. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's a lot of I, directions that the end of the world could go because it's like, will it be? Would it be an outbreak, or would it be something from space, or would it be, uh, you know, us just fighting with each other and killing each other, or how do you even? This kind of goes into your realm, Cody. Like, if you're planning ahead, like, if you're prepping for a scenario like this, which one do you go with? Like, which one... What do you do? Go a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, a little bit of column C? Like, kind of have everything in there? Yeah, I'm pretty bleak, to be honest. I'm like, listen, <laughs> if it's really bad, like, there's only so much you can do. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. is, like I, I've kind of been around a couple, like, industrial accidents. But, like, my thing's, like... Uh, so like when, when I first moved to Ontario, I literally woke up to my phone going off and it was, there was some kind of issue at the nuclear power plant in Pickering and they were advising people to take their iodine tablets. Holy shit. And I remember like, well, I remember looking at my phone and just going, nothing I can do about that. And <laughs> just going back to Wait. bed. Fuck. Wait, you have iodine tablets too? I have iodine tablets. <laughs> but they actually give people within a radius of of the nuclear power plant, they actually give everybody iodine ta- tablets. Really? Yeah, I don't live that close to oh. it. It's just like a fun... And it turned out to be a false alarm, which is like a crazy thing in itself. What the fuck? Um, but like also, like I was in Hamilton for Christmas and like there was like a massive like thing at the steel plant exploded and we saw a big red mushroom cloud. What? So, yeah. So, and that like triggered like some kind of like like genetic memory of the Halifax explosion. I was like, we need to go. So like my thing is like, I just like think a lot about like what happens, like if we lose power for like a couple weeks, you know what I mean? And like, if that happens, like the last thing I want to be doing is like going to a grocery store and like slugging it out with a bunch of mooks. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, you're right though. I mean, Everybody, remember in the, when the pandemic started, they're like, have at least three weeks worth of food in your pantry. It was weird seeing that on all the major news. You're like, shit, this this is scary. The most food we've yeah, ever that, bought in our life. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember Matt, Matt you, coming to help me out. It was so like, dude, this might be like last time we see each other. So long. I know, and it was you know for a while. You know what was crazy? When that happened, I was in Cuba when they put out the notice, like, get your toilet paper, get your food. I didn't take a phone with me. I didn't take a tablet. All the news down there is in Spanish. Oh, fuck. I'm just enjoying my time. And I come back, and they're like, there's no toilet paper or milk. I'm like, why? <laughs> why? Uh, why is everyone panicking? Yeah, that was fucked. Really bad for, um, for gas in the UK. Really? Oh, okay, you were in the UK, really weren't you? I wasn't at the beginning of the pandemic, but like obviously he was. Take us through it, Jack. What the hell happened over there? Well, well it wasn't. It, it, it's all the standard things of probably if you hadn't told anybody, it would have been fine. And I think we bought ourselves into a shortage of pastas, canned goods, whatever. Um, but 
petrol shot up to like nearly two pounds a litre, which is like four bucks. Holy shit. Um, wow. And we still haven't recovered really. It's about one pound sixty now. So three three twenty. Damn. It was crazy. Up. It went it went the opposite here and it went down to That's... almost six cents a liter. Oh yeah, yeah. that was about. crazy. Yeah, it was really yeah. Cheap. we couldn't drive anywhere. It was so like sorry. That when I first got my driver's license. Like, because I got my driver's license in March. Like, right Ooh. before the pandemic. Sorry. So I, like, started driving. And, like, the gas was so cheap. And then, like, all of a sudden, it wasn't anymore. And I was like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. I didn't even know that that was happening over there. I had no idea. Yeah, me either. Fuck. That's crazy. That's insane. I can't imagine what commuters would have done. And it's oh. interesting that over there you guys had a shortage of canned goods, whereas over here we had a shortage of toilet paper. We had that as well, but it was all of like the long shelf life stuff. I think it's just interesting to see like how globalization works and what happens when countries don't work together. Like 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 after like Russia invaded Ukraine, and, like, because I was in the UK for that. And, like, then, like, there was... I remember because we would... For my school, we would get, like, these, like, minibus trips and stuff. And we would go certain places. And, like... Or, like, if we wanted to go to the club on the weekend or something, we would pay for, like, an eight-person bus. And they would take us. And it would be, like, ten pounds a person, like, for there and back. Yeah. And then the, like, Russia invaded Ukraine... And there was a whole, like, petrol shortage in the country because of it. And so instead of 10 pounds per person, it was 40 pounds a person to get this minibus because, like, you just couldn't get gas. That's scary. God damn. It was crazy. And, like, like, we would be going on these, like, big, like, coach bus trips and everything. And they were all free, like, at the beginning of the semester. And then all of a sudden it was, like everybody needs to pay for their seat and like all this stuff because like the school couldn't afford it it's weird to think about because like all of like the upper middle class or like rich folks would be like fuck that's a lot of money but like we're gonna be able to do it still no problem but an entire like portion of the planet who were lower than that would just never be able to afford it so everything would change so much well that's what's happening right now with the increase in the cost of living Things that, people uh, that that was that was going to be uh, my cotton on, especially because you know it's largely mine and Grin's first sort of foray into big bag world and adulting it properly. Yeah, and it's been um, been a fucking nightmare to be honest. I mean, the part that is yeah. honestly the craziest to me is that like we're living paycheck to paycheck as like a double income like couple well quadruple income Cu- with Tierra quadruple and Matt income as well. with because we have like two roommates obviously yeah and so we're all making money and we're all doing this stuff and like i can't afford to buy fruit at the grocery store like it's a luxury to have fruits and vegetables which is ridiculous to me i went there the other day it was like i tried hmm. to get a bag of grapes it was 14 dollars. what and i was like yeah and then like i was talking to like my parents about it because when they were broke as fuck because they like d- 
didn't generally make enough money or whatever. Like, they had five kids, and they were living paycheck to paycheck. I don't have five kids. Yeah. I should be able to do whatever the fuck I want with yeah. the money that I make, you know what I mean? It's like, a pretty weird time. I don't know. If, we've been talking about that a lot at work uh, when we've just been, like, having our coffee in the morning. It's like, man, if I were, you know, young again, I don't know exactly. Like, if I was in school, I don't know. Because I was just getting by then, but you could afford stuff really cheap back then. Like, you could get, a, like, something at McDonald's for, like, a dollar fifty a day and still live. But now... It's 15 even, bucks for a burger at McDonald's It's now. crazy. And it makes yeah. you wonder how long society can go like this before they crack. And that brings us back to the apocalypse stuff in my opinion because you know during the french revolution they didn't have crazy bombs and whatever but now what would governments do if their people retaliated against them because they're not controlling these things and people can't live and so like their mental health goes bad and then people are just like fuck it and retaliate what would happen probably find out soon like i yeah, i wouldn't be surprised like, if there was more civil wars or um there just... actually is kind of civil wars kind of something anyways outside of real politics there is a kind of like a similar concept with like adrian brody movie i think it's called the experiment with like prisoners and stuff like that well they start controlling how much food and stuff they give the prisoners because what was it the whole concept of the movie is they bring a bunch of uh, prisoners together in this one facility and they divide them like these prisoners are guards and these people are just prisoners the, uh, the prisoner guards decide how they want to run the whole facility and then they get some list of instructions of how they should keep, keep furthering and furthering how uh, the whole course of the experiment would go and you can uh, more time goes on the more like you can see like the regular prisoners getting like really really more aggravated and mad because of how uh control is with the food and exercise and how much you can get out because eventually even like the upper like the prisoner guards start kind of getting okay because they can eat whatever they want dictate whatever they want have power control over the other guys and eventually it's based off a real thing eh like that's yeah, the yeah. Stanford, Stanford experiment of, yeah i was just gonna say that stanford experiment yeah stanford experiment when was it Wikipedia. Yeah, those. Have you ever seen blindness? Yes. What was it? The blindness. It's like where people just start randomly going blind, so they start like jamming them into these like complexes, like these concentration camps. And so, like, you're following a, a lady pretends to be blind so she can go with her husband, and she's like the only person left in the world that can see. So it's about them trying to figure out how to run the inside of this complex and then there's like two factions and one's like a corrupt doing horrific things faction and the other and this is interesting because it gets into like a little bit of prepping because they're like they literally have to figure out how to deal with like the washroom facilities and stuff that's fine it's an incredible movie it sounds like burp box but without sandra bullock i was just gonna say that to be honest (laughs) i think it's julian moore people and uh the guy that plays bruce banner now what's his name Oh, Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, like, married in it. Mark Ruffalo's great. Love that guy. (laughs) Side note. Why isn't he he dying in movies? We need more of that. He might. It's coming, you know? He's the Hulk. The Hulk never dies. That is also true. But, I mean, that's why we wanted to kind of do... Well, that's why I figured this episode would be fun, because I feel like there was a time back in the day where they were preparing for, like, the end of the world and shit. Or, like, something bad happening. 
and then they just stopped for like 15 years kind of i mean in our culture and now it's kind of like right back on the table everywhere again more so than ever it seems like yeah yeah Yeah. i think people generally were really afraid for a little for a while yeah well even the, the recession back in the day I remember thinking, like, man, this is fucked up. Like, hopefully this doesn't happen again. Because every time me and Cora would plan something, I'd be like, you never know with the economy. Like, I was kind of half-joking. But and I now, used to roll my eyes at him. Now it's like what you're talking about. It's like people are paying $14 for grape. Gas is a bajillion dollars on the other side of the planet. Paying 15 bucks for a burger at McDonald's. Yeah, like, it's kind of hard to... And the homelessness is at, like, an all-time high now in Halifax in Nova Scotia crazy just here it's, it's weird what like is that are all of you did all of you guys live in halifax at one point i live in dartmouth now but it's still kind of oh, how much you guys yeah. pay in rent i bet Was it's it? through the fucking roof oh so um it- I'm pretty sure John probably has the same situation I'm in, where we got our apartments just way before a lot of this inflation even happened. Yeah. And, and just because of the rate of inflation go, it's just it's going at like a already small rate as it is. I was worried that it was like, is my landlord just going to bump this a gajillion dollars? Uh, thankfully, that didn't really happen, and it's all paying pretty well. Everything's been going well right now, but I can't imagine moving. And that's, I was even preparing to move in a different place in like, like, uh, for a little while until I seen like the houses crash just get worse and worse and worse. I was like, damn, I'm probably just, oh God, I guess I'll put yeah. my store over here and chill out, I guess. <laughs> it, it's true though. Um, it's like, you're stuck temporarily and it's like, when is shit going to yeah. get better? You know, it, it's the same thing with me. We moved into this place in 2018. Um, and I'm, the rent has gone up. I've like, we, there have been a couple of times where they said, oh, we're going to put your rent up. I said, tell me why. What what am I? What extra am I paying for? And they're like, nothing. I'm like, okay, so let's make a deal on how much it's going to go up. Um, so thankfully, you know, it stayed that way. But I'm still trying to find a house. And it is really hard to find a house that I can afford. Yeah. We looked for two years, and I do like our house, but it's not what I imagined I would be my be in. Like... When we first started looking, because, uh, like, the year or two before we started looking, the houses that were in our price range were these, like, four-bedroom, two-story, double-car garage attached, beautiful backyard, like, in the nice neighborhood. But those houses now are, like, three, four hundred thousand dollars over what we could afford. Yeah, it's fucked. Like... I don't know. So that's that's the same for me. I, I'm actually looking for what I'd call an apocalypse home, where I want to, like, <laughs> be when the world ends. And, and uh, I, I found it, and the guy, when he when this guy bought it, he bought it for 275 and did, like, 50K worth of work, and now it's, like, $600,000. Damn. We got our property assessment um, the other day, and... Um, our house is assessed at like almost half of what we paid for it. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like that's great. Yeah. What were you saying, Corinne? What's your? You said that you're looking to buy an apocalypse home. What does that mean? Like, what are your qualities? It, no, no, it, it it just means that's where I want to be when the world ends. Um, <laughs> not like. Oh. I was like, man, I'm, 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 I thought he was planning. I thought he was like, no, no. Yeah, 
there's a if there's bunker underneath. I, <laughs> I was excited to hear about a, a Ghostbusters. I was excited to hear about a Ghostbusters themed underground bunker that looks like the freaking New York house. I was like, oh, this is sound sick. It has a fire pole that goes down. <laughs> first, first rule of prepping: you don't talk about your prepping. <laughs> That's a real thing. Like, uh, have you ever seen the show Doomsday Preppers? No. Yeah. What? Like those dudes just like turn themselves into like this giant target, but and like honestly, like they're kind of kooky. Like they're not they're well, not finding the boring preppers to put on that show. Do you, do you um going to end of the world stuff? Um, have you read World War Z? Yeah. Oh yeah, I've watched the movie. So there's a yeah. Well, uh, don't not the same thing. Um, there's actually and Nova Scotia in it. <laughs> that was not filmed in Nova Scotia. That was filmed in England. It really? has Nova Scotia in it at the very end of the movie. Yeah. That's why, it just why looks they... like Nova Scotia. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, there's a part in the book where into a mercenary who works for a guy who's built like this celebrity bunker, and they're they've got food, they've got, got a desalinizer, they're pulling water right out of the right out of the ocean to have clean water all the time. But he's live streaming everything, and everyone knows where it is, and then all of a sudden people start coming in and like blew the doors off the place and they're just trying to take it over and it's like that is silly to tell people that you're doing that yeah i guess it puts a target I just, on you i just died that guy's though. interesting too because he says he straight up says myself. like just he says like I, I got hired to shoot zombies i'm not shooting people and he just like takes yeah. off and like leaves them to it exactly damn so yeah, the audiobook of World War Z is incredible. Like, I, I've been trying to get Matt to I, listen to it. But, I like, will. It, each I'm character's like a different hold, hold actor. On. Hold, hold on, Matt. That mercenary that we're talking about is Henry Rollins. You have to listen to Whoa. it. Whoa. Okay, I'm in. No, that's Not cool. Brad Pitt, though. Didn't he uh, do the uh, zombie oh. survival guide as well? Is it the same author? Yeah. Same author. And it's, yeah, he did um, a really good job of like defining zombies for those books too. Yeah, he took it pretty seriously. It's like a true what to do guide, which is great. I have it here. When I was growing up, my little brother was obsessed with apocalypse stuff, and he took a um, baseball bat and he nailed nails into it. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah, it was... he also but it gets put a hole around and put wood with spikes in the ground. And he would bury cans of food too. Yeah, he was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> that so Max Brooks has another book. Oh, what's it called? But it's about like Sasquatch is attacking these hippie this hippie town. Like there's like an off grid <laughs> town full of like rich hippies, and like what is it? There's like forest fires or something. So the Sasquatches get like dr like drove into their town and just like mutilate some people <laughs> god um yeah it's a go if, full tree revenge style <laughs> yeah <laughs> if we're talking Nathan about Fillion does a bunch of the voices too in that oh really yeah in the audiobook version yeah yeah um speaking of audiobooks and the end of the world there's actually one that's exclusive to audible i'm um, shameless plug called uh upload upload who's in it um, it's actually Brendan Fraser. Well, oh, <laughs> yo, yeah. Oh, so I, you know, I've um, seen the ads for that. I've never you need to it. listen to it. It's a great book, and it's like the end of the world, like legit. So, I feel like there's so many. Okay, here's a random thing. 
We there was one thing we haven't really talked about right now for end of the world too much, and it's like an asteroid because pretty much it's just you know one one rock hits the planet or a comet and we're toast. It's kind of crazy. That's the, that's the coolest way. Like I, I'm honestly I'm down for that one. I could see that easily. We're just happening. gonna throw Bruce Willis at it, right? Yeah, the Armageddon. I don't even think yeah. we would have time to do anything. I know they worked on this thing where like they deploy these little probes and they spray it with black paint as much as they can and they shoot a laser from the earth this is a real thing to heat up the black side of the comet or the asteroid and it actually moves it off its like path towards us well in advance rather than nuking it or something it's, it's funny matt um you're you're a space guy I am. A space they guy. actually did an asteroid they they tested it it's not like it wasn't an asteroid heading to earth but they managed to move it off its course, and they said if they could catch it early enough, that they could deflect anything away from Earth. Because this one here was actually supposed to hit, I think, Venus, and they hit it, and it's never going to hit Venus. It's going to keep going and just out into the universe now. Venus sends its thanks. Now, was that the DART mission? <laughs> they did a mission called DART. That might have been it. Uh, wasn't DART, DART the one that they landed and took off again? I can't remember. I used to be up on all this, and now I'm just like getting old and senile, and I can't keep track. There's too much. There is so much now between SpaceX. Holy shit! China yeah. has their own space station up there now. It's insane. Things really took off. That, that like asteroid stuff. Like that's like the level of stuff where I'm like, there's just nothing. Yeah. You know, you, yeah, you will drive yourself up. crazy trying to figure out what to do if like you know like. But you know, that kind of goes into a whole other kind of end-of-the-world scenario. Because, so a lot of times, like, asteroids, like, even, like, NASA or something, like, this asteroid kind of looks like it's directed to hit us. There's also that one movie, like, starring our boy Ethan Hawke, uh, with the call of the Purge, <laughs> where they have one day. <laughs> I imagine, That's like, oh, yeah. 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 I have never seen it. Kinda... it. Aren't, aren't the Americans almost there? <laughs> <laughs> is that a hot like, take like, or is like, that... what did he say he said like, the Americans like, no, 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 I'm, like, oh. like you know 2020 like you know, they're about to have an election who knows what's going to happen in it, yeah. it, 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 I, they, they did have like a lot of like really crazy events happen there like the whole like insurrection of their whole it was like, pretty dire there. there holy shit yeah when I first met Matt, I was like, well, we have a house. We need to have a panic room. <laughs> I would love to have a panic room, but, yeah. you know, we still need to get the garage insulated, for Christ's sakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be um, That's, like, one of my, like, weird, like, prepper tips for people, like, because people ask me about stuff like that sometimes. I'm like, listen, like, people, that, like, especially generators, because, like, we deal with, like, generators all the time at our works and stuff. Yeah. It's like, don't worry so much about generating, like, your whole house like if you're like because like that's a really expensive proposition but if you can just like get a room that you're comfortable with and like put some yeah. like powered circuits in there and that's like cool. okay like the power's out we all we have to do is power this one room and like we can be comfortable like that goes well, a long it, way it's funny that's actually my winter plan we have a generator with that we run power into the living room um and the gener and we have a little space heater and the only thing we're going to do is put the thermal curtains up and just stay in that one room until the uh, heat power comes back on yeah so i'm kind of semi prepping for winter i think i wish we Will had you? a wood stove what are you gonna say yeah. Grant, 
I said that if the power goes out here, like, this winter for something, we're going to be so Or even if it gets much colder. Like, last year, I was at Tierra's place in, like, February when we got that, like, you you guys remember that, like, really cold snap that we got where it was, like, negative 25 or something crazy like that? Like, I was at Tierra's house, and the power went out because it was so cold. And, like, it was freezing there, but, like, the house that we're in now, like, it literally is so cold all the time, and we only have electrical heating. It's crazy, because I've driven past that house for years while I've lived in Toronto and Bible Hill, and it was so bizarre to see the inside of it, because it's just always been there, and it's in that area of Bible Hill, like, whenever there's been a massive flood, that entire street is destroyed. So it's crazy that the house is still there because I've seen all those houses destroyed. The Tim Hortons across the street from you has been destroyed like a half a dozen times. Whenever there's a flood warning, I'm always like, okay, if you guys start flooding, come over right away. Like, I get so worried about them. It's crazy. When Troa floods, like, that half of it goes underwater. It's it's kind of fucked up. And it's just because the Bay of Fundy's there. Yeah, the Bay of Fundy connects to it. So whenever... Whenever shit goes bananas, it really is is evident right there in that area. It's pretty crazy to see. Um, yeah. Scary. But yeah, the cold Africa would not be good. Be a terrible way for the world to end because I feel like <clears throat> I feel like you know how in all the apocalypse movies, like all of a sudden it's just like one day and then like the news broadcasts stop and like all this shit happens i feel like it'll be like one place on the planet will just like like one natural disaster will just like take out an entire country and then everybody else on the earth will be like what the fuck just happened 2012 it was kind of like that with japan i remember when they had that earthquake because the nuclear power plant got totally wrecked, and then this tsunami yeah. just annihilated it. Dude, dude, that that wasn't like that wasn't an earthquake. That was Godzilla. Like think <laughs> like like <laughs> giant tsunami oh, wow. and radiation. Come on. Imagine if there was. Let's go into the crazy zone. Come with me. Imagine if there was something insane like that. Like what would we even do? Okay, so if Godzilla theoretically came out of the waters and killed everyone on Earth, because like oh, no, we, only only people on shorelines, he never goes inland. It's true. Well, Nova that Scotia is, is basically well, a big shoreline, so we're all done. Yeah, we're toast then. All right, I'll live with that. But I feel like he would well, fry us to death, so we'd die instantly. So I, I, actually, I, th- I think we'll, we we will die yeah. a more horrible death because technically Godzilla is like made of, uh, purely out of radiation. True. But just by getting to him, we will be like dying of radiation poison with our skin melting off. The more closer he gets, like we, there would be like Millie Bobby Brown who would never get that <laughs> close to Godzilla. <laughs> oh man, you you need to see Godzilla minus zero. Oh, I heard it was so I, good. Yeah, it's it's, it's amazing. in uh, it's in theaters right now, a black and white version. God damn it! Yeah, I gotta go see it again in black and white. <sighs> we'll see a movie again someday, Gore. Someday. We're gonna see Ghostbusters. So Man, I can't happen. even leave the room right now. Yeah, it's crazy. Bennett is if Corey. They would do the baby movies for like good movies. Yeah, I know. They're trying to bring stars wow. and strollers back to Toronto, wow. but who knows? <laughs> yeah, but you, but they, I did. They do it for a Godzilla movie. You never know. They did it for Deadpool. Actually, 
Actually, Toho Amazing. movies have like those <laughs> well, Son of Godzilla where he's teaching him the right or wrong. Oh, how to God. Protect those are awful. Hell yeah. No. They're right prime for babies. Let's go. His son looks ridiculous for the record. He does. He does. Hey, as a complete side note, though, uh, with radiation, it would be crazy. Um, even just watching the Chernobyl series was pretty freaky. That was so scary. Yeah, yeah it was like, so good though. It was really good, so and if good. if they had a like a chain reaction of that happen, it'd be pretty bad. I'm not sure what they would do. Did you know that radi- uh, red wine keeps you from absorbing certain types of radiation? What? Yeah. That um, that movie U five seven one with Harrison Ford. Um, on Russian uh, subs. Uh, are you sure that's not K nineteen? K nineteen. Sorry, I was thinking. Yeah, K nineteen. Um, they give them red wine to help them from uh, helps them not build up in their system. So. Yeah, they filmed a bunch of K nineteen in Halifax. My mom worked on that. Did they? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's where like all the submarine stuff that they actually did. So there's like a locations guy that we work with that he was like a background actor, but like because they were supposed to be covered in radiation, they had them naked on the submarine in like yeah. March. Oh, Jesus. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty That horrific. sounds horrible. Oh my didn't God. Didn't they, they kept the submarines there in the harbor for a long time, didn't they? Didn't we buy some? No, submarine? not that submarine. No, oh. so the Canadian government, like that submarine they used for the movie, they actually brought up from like Florida. What the fuck? And then they had to like donate it to like a museum. Um, and all our all the Canadian uh, submarines are diesel. There's no nuclear submarines in Canada. Huh, interesting. So we're not stealing a sub. Fuck that. We need a nuclear one. But you dude, want, you, you want to see the... Go on. This go is on. like a total segue, but have you ever seen the, the original trailer for Hobo with a Shotgun? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's running there's across There's a scene where... The, and there's a shot inside the submarine, too. And it turns out one of those guys' dads just worked, like, was a civilian contractor on the submarine and let them in to film that. That's... I don't know if I would go in there. This is if it wild. Have, like, if it doesn't have an Xbox 360 controller manipulating the submarine, I don't want it. Ooh, <laughs> that's oh. dark. Yeah. Sully just plunged us into darkness there. God damn. I mean, so can we go away from can can we go away from darkness? Because someone mentioned a rock, and other one mentioned like um, natural disasters. What about the sun? Oh what yeah. The sun... I'll just freeze to death. No, if there's a solar flare or something. Oh, I thought you meant if the sun went out. Yeah, yeah, like the <laughs> that's a real like the thing. ending knowing. That is a real thing. We could definitely all die from such a thing. We would lose yeah, all yeah, of our so satellites. I think. So I do they... have to ask, uh, Matt, because you're a more uh, space guy in this subject. Save like how f- much would we know about a solar flare if it happened, and like how fast would it happen? Imagine it just be like really instantaneous. It's not as like it's not as fast as the speed of light. Like you would have, it's not like you'd have like eight minutes. It's not going to... You'd have an advance, but you still would barely be able to do anything because we don't have yeah. enough... We don't have enough technology that's already built up in space to withstand anything like that, really. They, they, they know that it could happen, but they still haven't really made shit shielded enough from, like, charged particles of that magnitude. So we would lose, like, a lot... If not all the satellites, it would be pretty bad. If the whole world just, lost I, I, communication, it would be a gong show. Yeah. I'm just curious how fast it would all happen is all. Uh, I guess it kind of... Like it, hours, isn't it? Yeah, it, it would, it would kind of depend on, like... 
because some like if you get the app from the NASA uh, app store, it's free. I think it's called um, uh, SOAA, SDO, Solar Dynamics Observatory. They used to have a thing where you could see the sun in 3D because they have a probe on one side of the sun and a probe on the other. So they'd make a real-time 3D map, well, eight minutes. And uh, it would give you space weather notifications, like there's going to be an X flare if you're in this region of the planet, like you might have radio interference today. We still, it still happens all the time, but you just don't really hear about it. Um, but if we got one big enough, yeah, we would be totally fucked. Because there was that Carrington event where all the telegraphs just burst into flames simultaneously. Didn't something happen in the 80s as well? Yeah, in Quebec. There was a... All the power grid got fried from a solar flare, and uh, they didn't have power for... I forget how long, but, like, everything froze in Quebec. Well, so, I was going to say, there was a state of emergency because it was in the middle of winter. Yeah, they lost their power grid. It was fucked. But what if it was a solar flare from, like, like the size of that, um, like, at the end of the movie, knowing? Like, just cooks everything <laughs> off. Man, I forgot about that movie. That movie was crazy with Nick Cage. Uh, oh, my no. God. Yeah, yeah, I do know this movie now. Yeah, I remember watching that when they finally say it's a solar flare. I was like, holy shit. That's actually pretty crazy because that could happen. There was a really, really, really big solar flare a couple of years ago that just missed the Earth. Do you yes, that? there was. Yeah. It's kind of scary. Yeah, but we, like, apparently the northern lights were amazing for, like, a week afterwards. Yeah. You can, I think some people (laughs) saw them in, uh... In Halifax. Yeah, in parts of the Maritimes. You could see the northern lights. It was really fucked up. But, yeah. That could happen. Yeah, that's a real possibility. You know? We're worrying about all the stuff here, but anything could come from out there, too. Something's gonna get us. I remember, like... Like just the Rogers network went down here last year and it was like pandemonium. Like you like nobody oh, yeah. could like like all the ATMs and stuff were down. Like it was crazy. Yeah, that would be Oh awful. my god. I I, I was that. actually set for Sullivan's Crossing um as a background extra and like twenty people come in complaining about not being able to buy coffee because they're their debit cards wouldn't work because Rogers was down and just, they were panicking and they're like, I don't want to drink set coffee. And there's, it's kind of weird because if there was a bunch of planes in flight, they would all lose their GPS at the same time. Mm. It would be absolutely, it would be a shit show. We would get some warning. I'm sure they would ground stuff, They would, yeah. but I don't know. Like there's people who wouldn't even know that it was about to happen. Probably. Um, I think they would keep it, like, I think it would be, like, that movie Greenland, where they didn't tell anybody. Like, they're like, what was the other, like, that? Yeah. that that's like a common theme in, like, because they did the same thing in 2012, and what was the Elijah Wood movie? Oh. They kept, they tried to keep it tight as long as they could, Deep right? Impact? Oh, uh, Deep yeah. Impact. Yeah. That movie's pretty good, too. I like that one. That was from, like, the 90s. Yeah, no, that was early Nin- Elijah Wood. There's a yeah, fine like line that public relations needs to walk when they're communicating about emergency situations and stuff uh, people just don't just, believe them anymore anyways just commit to the purge man let's do it why are we waiting <laughs> scary when i talk american thing what's that <laughs> yeah it's, it's not a global thing it's when I when I taught survival, we got like rained out. Like it would happen like once a year, where we would just get like hit with like a massive rainstorm, and we would just have to take all the kids and put them on a bus and take them back to base. 
And uh, I remember, like, we had all the kids in the mess tent, and we were waiting for the bus to show up. And one of the staff was like, make sure you watch your friends for hypothermia. These are the symptoms of hypothermia. And he lists each one. And then, like, second, it was like seconds. Everybody had hypothermia. Whoa. Like, I could have punched him in the face for that. <laughs> Holy shit. Because, like, nobody had hypothermia. They just all started freaking out. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw on an episode of House once, they were uh, someone had, like, symptoms of something, and oh, it got in the symptoms, and all of a sudden, everyone in coach had them. Yeah, they thought yeah. he had meningitis. So it was on a plane. That was it. Yeah, that was it. Ends. That's yeah. fucked up. Yeah. So There's like, a, there is like a layer of like don't panic, but also like you get like you don't yell fire in a theater. You know what I mean? Like people panic. Even with COVID, once that all started to happen, like the social distancing and stuff, like people were flipping their shit on each other if you weren't six feet away because everyone was so scared and they didn't know what the hell was going on. Uh, Dude, I worked at Canadian Tire. I kept a hockey stick so I knew how far six feet was. <laughs> I did a research paper on the media's, um, how the media portrayed the government and how they reacted to COVID and stuff. And it's interesting to see how much I was playing, mongering there was. I was playing Call of Duty. I was like, where are we dropping, boys? <laughs> That's oh my God. Like, that was my whole experience. Sully with the darkness, just bringing it. <laughs> this is like a crazy thing, but like, People were so afraid of anything Asian because of, like, yeah. COVID and, you know, like, coming from... But, like, I shop at all these Asian markets up here. So it was incredible because nobody would go to them. And I would go in and they'd have everything I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty crazy. Yeah, I remember being on the plane to Toronto to do some training. And I was like... I knew I had my mask on and I shouldn't be able to get anything. But it was just so weird because I hadn't been around that many people at once in so long i was like this is kind of scary like i feel like i'm actually living an apocalypse movie right now i guess we were kind of that's the closest it's been in our generation well me and matt during the pandemic went for a drive downtown halifax and it was quiet it looked like the town right? had been abandoned there were the yeah. big signs that said like usually it was like bridge closed or like due to high winds and shit it was something just like you know stay six feet away from people and that's all it said yeah. it was like 28 days later well dude i like this is crazy like we went to japan like the first i ever heard of anything about covid my mom called me like the day before we were going to japan and was like there's a virus in china and i was like whatever mom you know like <laughs> and uh, by, by the time we got to japan like china was already locked down Whoa. so it was incredible for us because like most of the chinese tourists which are like a lot of the people in japan at the time weren't there so we get to go to like all these crazy like temples and stuff and not wait in line. But then That's when we cool. left Japan was when it started like, you know, that we were seeing people like there were thermal cameras up in the airports checking people for fevers and like people were wearing masks and like I remember seeing like a family and they were all wearing scuba diving masks. What the fuck? Yeah, like and that was like the first sense of like okay, like the wheels are kind of falling off and we went through but a Hong Kong airport, which is like one of the busiest airports in the world, and it was like a it was like being in Halifax Airport. It was like almost a ghost town. Whoa! But like, wow! Oh, it, oh wait, it, wow! It, <laughs> it, it dawned on me during the pandemic that like over in Asia, when you're sick and you go out in public, you wear a mask anyway. So it's like, why yeah. why were you doing that in the first place? 
Because the government told that... us to, and it just shouldn't tell us what to do. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And I, yeah, I don't, it was. Uh, I think the big problem there wasn't so much the masking; it was how close contact everybody has. You know, like really, yeah. how good is it to wear a mask if you have to be squeezed into a train by another person? You yeah. know what I mean? Like it can only do so much. That's true. Yeah, and then we had the craziness here. Like I had to wear two masks at work. Like we had to wear a K95 mask and a surgical mask over it. That's crazy! Wow. And then they wanted us to wear goggles on set with the cast, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I've seen pictures of them wearing like the surgical stuff, the two masks, and they have the shield over, and they have the eye goggles. I think there's a picture of Will pushing a crane, and it's like really scary looking, and it looks very hot. Yeah, the the, the the that was the hardest part. Is like somebody that doesn't wear glasses, like the fogging up thing. Like at one point, I bought a pair of goggles that had fans in them, trying oh. to beat the fog in. Oh my god! So I um I did background on the sinner um when like 2021. You know what that was like, and they uh yeah. that like if you were standing anywhere other than on the set, you had to wear two masks, and you had to be far apart from everybody, and they had you had to be buddied with other people. But they would grab random people for COVID tests. They wouldn't even ask your name. They just grab you and go. Really? And they hold up the. Whole... Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. I, I was standing there. I was I, I I was off to the side, away from people taking a drink of water, and they grabbed me and said, "You're going for a COVID test." And they pulled me over to this building, and I was sitting there, and they were putting a thing up my nose. And Bill Pullman came out and sat down next to me. He's like, "Okay, I'm going to get it too." <laughs> At least Bill Pullman was there. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. When I was working on Clarice, which was like the first Ontario show, one of the first Ontario shows to go back to work during COVID, like we were getting tested three times a week. Yeah. I went from like literally, so I was on my basic training course for the army, like right when COVID broke out and it was like halfway through. So as soon as we could, we went back to like the course. So it ended up being like, may i think that we went back like right after the first like lockdown and like obviously because it's like the government like they're really really strict about like masking and like all this stuff but also like like nobody wants to get sick you know what i mean like everybody was still like afraid of it and whatever so like we had to wear masks all the time but like it's so hard like i have a lot of like respect for like all these like healthcare professionals and everything that yeah. did like the whole nines because like it's so difficult to wear a mask all day long when you're like sweating and you're like working and you're doing stuff like you literally can't breathe and you get so like like i'm not saying like oh you can't breathe like all those people it's like the government's making us wear masks but if you're like <laughs> wetting and you're like working really hard and like the fabric is like sticking to your face and like all this stuff like you can you can feel claustrophobic about it and it was so funny on this course because like like well we had to wear our masks but then we had to wear like helmets over it and then we had to wear like our eye protection so like it was held at the top by like our like goggles that we were wearing basically and then held at the bottom by our chin straps so like there was nowhere for the air to go except through your glasses so it was just like instantly fogged and then you're trying to like like hold a weapon and like you're trying to like do all this stuff and you literally can't see jesus and we were we were doing i can't remember what we were doing we were getting beasted for something that we had done wrong or whatever and we were building up to our gas mask 
qualification thing that we have to do. And my fire team partner, her name was Crystal, and she, like, basically, like, how it works, like, on basic training is, like, if you're not, like, directly right next to your fire team partner all the time, like, you get shit on, like, you have to be able to, like, know where they are and what they're doing. And so we were crawling through this, like, field of grass or whatever, like, are just army crawling, and we were, like, wearing these masks. Because if you're not six feet away from people, you have to wear them. That's how it was. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, like, gas, 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 like, put on your gas mask. And when we put on our gas mask, we're allowed to take off the mask, obviously. But you have to do it really quick. Like, you have to have it on within nine seconds or something. And she put her mask on over top of her mask, like, her medical mask. And then started to, like, army crawl with it. And she just passed out. Oh, my. Like, wow. Like, bring like medics over with like inhalers because she literally passed the fuck out oh my god scary. wow the dreaded silver bullet <laughs> <laughs> you know when the uh. pandemic started i was in the middle of grad school so all of my studies went online and i ended up you know finishing school online and i have never been back to work physically in a workplace since i now i do work online like it's completely uh, changed the industry Lucky. that I'm in. Wow. Yeah. That is pretty crazy. If I was, I was full-time at a supermarket. Like, obviously, it's not, like, anything too big, but I that didn't stop. So as soon as I turned 18, I got that job, and then I, I only quit that job to come here. Um, But I remember I was, like, a fucking, like, 19-year-old kid, and I was literally, like, on the doors of this supermarket, like a fucking bouncer, because yeah. we don't see so many people in and then you see like some of the real like fucking degenerates and like you 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 get the first and 99th percentile of humanity all in the same place and it is just, oh. <laughs> just so sorry the that you see and and particularly with what was going on was horrendous and i think like that's the biggest thing like that scares me about like the world ending and like the apocalypse and like everything going to shit is like it's not anything that has to do with like what is causing the world to go to shit it's what humanity decides to do about it like the scariest part about the walking dead series is all these fuck people doing fuck shit like i literally just terminus oh <laughs> like i can't even like it just yeah it's true it's like a oh, those, uh, yeah i've said this more than once before i think people are like the scariest thing that's out there people yeah well, that's the whole yeah like, the latter seasons of the walking dead like obviously you have the whole zombies and zombies are scary but then it is the scumbags yeah. and the psychos that are left over yeah. by the end of it in, yeah because in... the, yeah, the way the walking dead evolves like we, at first like the zombies are a big threat a lot of mm-hmm. the times in the way they traverse like the lands but as soon as they get the better handle on how to uh, work with against and uh on the side of zombies it just becomes humanity becomes their biggest threat because they don't know who they're meeting, what they're doing, well, and even like I think it was season three where they meet like that whole town outside of the prison who are kind of uncontest with each other, and the yeah. third one has all the cannibals that were leading people there, and like the most normal one was the that town they end up being for like a, like a gajillion seasons, my God, uh, Alexandria, whatever, and it wasn't until yeah. like they they just meet like a, a whole brigade of scumbags working together. Uh, who just go and take other towns' shit for their own well-beings. And it's yeah. and very freaky to think about. That's why we should just commit to the purge. Just get it all over with. <laughs> oh all <laughs> uh, so, 
Cody will agree with me because he's he's read the book. But like in the in this after the zombies rise, um, the the army comes up with a threat pyramid of what can happen to them, and the zombies are literally on the bottom because it's the least likely thing that'll kill them. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's probably so true and fucked up. Yeah, there's actually not, and uh, there's a crazy story in there too about a dude who was he was like a filmmaker before like World War Z. Yeah. So he's like trying to contribute and he just like starts like making zombie propaganda like ganda videos about like showing the military like uh, like what they're doing good and what they talk about is they send those videos back to like the civilians and there's like stats that like suicides like are cut by like three quarters no, it, or something it, just because people are it, getting that it, stuff weird it wasn't suicide it was people would just go to sleep and not wake up they just didn't have a, a reason to live so their morale was like killing them Jeez. but his movies got so there's a little bit of like psychology behind that because like people talk about the blitz as like the golden like not golden but like the good side of humanity in a disaster situation because like during the blitz like people in england really came together and like yep. you know, you be out walking your your dog or whatever, and then like the building beside you gets blown up, and everybody kind of jumps in to like pull people out and take care of people, and then you just go right yep. back to living your life. Well, the the British had such a like because World War is a horrible way for the world to end, so it'll probably go that way. But like they were all about keeping the morale of the people up. Like these people are hiding underground for hours at a time while the Germans are just bombing the hell out of them. And then all of a sudden they see the king and the queen walking through the tunnels with them, saying at least making sure they're okay. Like, it was something else at that point. Jack, what's <laughs> your input on this? It's, uh, it's uh, you know, the keep calm and carry on was a, was a wartime era thing that lingers. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's uh, it carries on on a fundamental level at least in today like you know I was so many times I've been out doing whatever cold wet miserable hungry tired like but you know the bloke next to you has cooked your food for you or you know like particularly as as you start progressing like if I've cut around in like command appointments or whatever it is more so uh, the morale of the blokes that then turns into them producing for you um when shit hits obviously all in fucking like exercise scenarios it's not like i've been anywhere and done anything but um yeah it, it there, there is a huge psychological element in in that side of life and you know seeing your monarch cutting around among like the the common folk lower people um <laughs> probably was a, a, a kick up the arse to band together and get everywhere and obviously we had Winston Churchill who was a fantastic Prime Minister for wartime uh, politics um, perhaps looked on unfavourably nowadays by all the wokisms and the whatever but he was exactly what Britain needed at that particular time So what would happen now with you guys where you're both in military backgrounds, what would happen if, like, let's say, hypothetically, 
we had aliens attack the planet. They would be drafted. <laughs> right? Oh, he did. I, Will Smith isn't helping us, Matt. I needed, Get over it. I needed to bring Independence Day back into this as badly as I could. Would you guys have to like go and fight the aliens? Like you would, you would be drafted into it, right? They would be drafted way sooner <laughs> than the it's, common folk. I have. I'm. I am in school, so I don't have to. Sorry, It's funny because I don't know if this is exactly true, but somebody told me once that, like. So basically, they keep your army record. Like, if you release, like, if I were to release right now, they would mm -hmm. keep my record or whatever for five years, and then they would like store it. Like, they would have it on file, like on hand for five years, but it's stored for up to seven, I guess, mm -hmm. and before they like shred it or whatever. And like, if anybody were to get like drafted, like if there was to be like a world war or something, then they would have records of people that have like had like service before in the last however many years yeah. that also extends to like cadets oh, like children shit. but isn't so, like, oh my god reservists isn't it more than just like world war like if there was a natural disaster and they needed extra hands yeah, yeah. wow i did not even think i went to cadets for like six years i didn't even you're next silly <laughs> you're joining yeah, when i was like when i was looking at join the military like they looked at my cadet record and they're like oh here's your serial number like for like for like yeah like I already had yep. a, ser a Canadian military serial well, number. But damn. the best part about being Canadian is we don't uh, we don't have conscription um, because we've always had a really good volunteer force. We we draft beer, not soldiers. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Let's go! I get a keys. Yes. <laughs> the funny thing in like the Canadian cadet program, like all the officers are like a reserve first reserve force military. So like if yeah. Canada was ever invaded, they like can get called into action. But like they have like, they're essentially like Boy Scout leaders or Girl Guide leaders. <laughs> like they have no like real military like ability. You know what I mean? It's a Shit. total, yeah, exactly. administration just, force. Like, either like I know that they're like a separate branch of like the reserves, but like, cause I thought that they were just reservists, like, and they had done what all reservists would do like for their respective trade but when like i went back to my cadet like um like core or whatever after i had like done my basic training and like like they were like oh like how's everything going and i was like oh like like this and like talking about this and like oh like the gas hut or whatever and they're like oh we didn't have to do that i'm like no they just do like boq um, and bmq yeah but the gas hut is BMQ. Oh really? So yeah. That's, that's for your that's for your 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 job though. Not but for every a cadet. Job, every job does BMQ in the Canadian military. It's tri service. I am it's officially yeah. lost. This is crazy. Yeah, we, we went down a rabbit hole. No, this is awesome. This is exactly what I wanted the to happen. Canadian military even I've got like a funny story where like I used to do um uh, I used to be a safety diver for helicopter underwater escape training. And uh, we used to do a lot of military stuff. And we did some, like, like canned softcom guys that were, they were all, I'm probably, I'm probably not supposed to talk about this. Uh, <laughs> but they were, like, all, like, support staff. And they were terrible. Like, they were just, like, not very good at getting out of the helicopter. I guess oh, it's probably shit. pretty safe for me to say that. <laughs> That's scary. Uh, did you yeah. guys do the training the one where the the helicopter or the whatever 
is upside down, and you have to try to escape being upside down. Yeah, that's what that's why I used to, that's what I was working on that survival systems. That God apparently damn. is extremely hard because you're so disoriented. Yeah, it's not that bad. That's because we. It's, it's funny because <laughs> like I started working there because we were filming there, and like it was like, and then I started doing, getting more of the film work because I was working there. It was like a funny, a funny situation. <laughs> but we did the the canine team there one time too, which was like a crazy thing. Oh and, wow! Like, they never actually put the dog them through the they didn't actually put the dogs through the helicopters because, like, the, it seemed like the dogs were pretty new, but they had, like, a mannequin with a harness on it. Essentially, their strategy <laughs> is, like, if the helicopter's crashing, like, just throw the dog as far away from the helicopter as you can. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. I think it would be scary to do the, like, I don't know who does it. Like, I know that a lot of people, like, a lot of jobs probably do it, but in the Navy, when they do, like, those, like, freaking submersion tests like they have to get out of like whatever when it's flooding i think that would be fucking terrifying yeah yeah what do they call that it's like i know exactly what you're talking about it's like disaster school or something that's in um that's out like in sambro really yeah they have a facility out there they can flood and like they'll like literally like they'll poke holes in it and then like like one of the things they do is like drive wooden wedges in so like you'll be in there with a mallet as this thing's flooding like trying to hammer wedges in fuck Oh my god. See, that's another end of the world thing. Like, I'm totally not ready. I don't know how to do shit. The book that you got, Bennett, Cody. We love it. That's the only book in the house that might save us, probably. And it's for our son. Not gonna lie, we're probably gonna (laughs) skip the hunting section because we're not into that. Well, maybe Bennett will want to kill some squirrels and gut them, you know? And skin them. If he's he's (laughs) doing it at a young age, on his own, he might want to be careful. I love the garden. I learned how to hunt when I was five. See? I I saw a moose die when I was five. That was wild. But see, that's what I mean. (laughs) None of us are actually... I don't know. Like, I, I couldn't live for too long, depending on what happened and what unfolded at the end of the world you know honestly i just that, off myself because there's no way wow. i'll be surviving no so dark. that's why no, i'm scheduled that's why i'm scheduling my midlife crisis to happen now at 25 50 that's it that's all she wrote there's nothing better after that that's why i have to rethink my whole life right now guys just come to my apocalypse house you'll be fine yeah yeah it's a firehouse it's like like I am very comfortable the way that I live. If I have to do something extra and be terrified in the process, I think I would rather just die. Same. And I don't know. <laughs> like I feel like that's also a very like our generation type thing. Like I don't know if you guys have talked to a lot of like Gen Z people, but like a lot of them are really <laughs> fucking suicidal. Like all. Oh man. Like, what my. What my favorite? It's just like fuck it. That's it. One of my favorite memes is like a trolley problem. It's like, all right, you're a trolley problem. There's no levers, nobody on the tracks. You jump in front of the trolley. Oh my god. Uh, I I love that stuff, man. That said, you know, if you're having suicidal thoughts, look up the look for help. You know, yeah. reach out to the suicide hotline. <laughs> yes, there's like, a suicide hotline like, in your yeah. local area. Yeah. Google wow. search. Thank you, Cody. There's people that want you around, and you know, we'll put a link in the description. <laughs> We're just <laughs> dipping down and coming out here. Like... Yeah, that should be a good place to end this episode, I think. Oh, is Bennett awake? Yeah, we're. Yeah. Are we? Are you guys down to do like a part two of the apocalypse series, like in a couple weeks? Because it could be great. Yeah. Because we didn't get past yeah. my 
We only did one of my 13 questions. We've done like one and a half. I know. It's crazy. I made a little list and I was like, wow, we got through like one and a half of this. Like, that's insane. Well, we'll definitely do other parts. This is just part one of the apocalypse. If you want to hear more, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Oh, my God. Remember to like and subscribe. This has been episode 15, the apocalypse. Thank you, Cobra. 14. <laughs> uh, this is uh, uh, what's his face, John of Hell. Uh, I'm sorry, the Cody Hat, Matt Lyons, Cortlands, and, and then her sister and her boyfriend. I don't know your name. I'm sorry. This is it. <laughs> Hit the notification bell for more videos like this. This is it. We're done. Bye. Woo. <laughs>